Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. sitting at the endo and I'm sitting there. My palms are feeling all sweaty. I'm sitting there for what feels like forever, but really it probably was only a few minutes. I'm waiting for my doctor to come into the room and tell me what my A1C is. And I'm just waiting. I'm like looking around, trying to find something that is going to take my mind off of how nervous I am. And you guys, honestly, it's one of these crazy things. I'm sure you can relate, but like, I always thought when my A1C is normal, I'm all of a sudden going to stop stressing so much when I go to see the doctor. But no, it just brings this whole new string of worries. And now my fear has turned into, what if my A1C is worse? than it was before. And so I'm just sitting there hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. And she comes in and she gives me my A1C. She says, Taja, your A1C is 5.9. And immediately I say, it's higher. That's higher than it was last time. And she looks at me and she's, and she laughs. She's like, I knew that you were going to say that. Stop being so hard on yourself. And I don't know why it just, it's one of those things that when your health is such a prominent thing and it's just like, you know, like it's all about numbers. It's a numbers game and it's hard not to be so hard on yourself sometimes. But I think it's important that we remember, first of all, the number that your A1C is, yes, it does matter, but there's a whole slew of things that go into it. Like my A1C was a 5.4 before. I think that I probably had a lot more lows. And so it's, it's still in a good range. Like I don't need to be so hard on myself. So I don't know if you guys can relate to really just being extra hard on yourself about things, but if you can, I just want you to know that A, you are not alone and B, the most important thing is that if you're doing the best you can, that's all that really matters at the end of the day, because maybe our health is determined by a number and maybe we get nervous about how well we're actually doing when, I mean, you don't actually know. I feel like there's so many ups and downs that even when you think that you've been pretty good, it's like you just never really know, right? So I think just the important thing is remembering that you're not alone. And even though the number might determine like how well your diabetes is managed to a certain extent, I think it's important just to just to know that your determination and your willingness to push forward and achieve a better number or, you know, do something, get your health under control or have less lows so then maybe your A1C is a little bit higher or you know, whatever it is is it it doesn't that number alone does not determine your drive and your determination at the end of the day. So I think that's something that can be often overlooked. Thank God I have a good doctor now, but in the past I always felt 
like doctors would be so judgmental and even though I really wanted to try, like my A1C was always, as long as I can remember, it would always be stuck around the sevens and eights. And I always wanted to, I, I always wanted it to be good. And I was determined and I was, you know, I, I really did care about my health. There was times obviously that I wasn't as conscious, but to a certain extent, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I did all the things, but I would always feel like it just was never good enough. And so I kind of dreaded going to see the endo because instead of just looking, it, it's almost like they, they sometimes put you in a box and, and just label it with like, oh, she's just, you know, whatever, <laughs> like trying to do good, but isn't really good. So we're just going to make her feel a little bit inadequate. I think that's what it was. I would always feel a little bit inadequate. Like I just was like, I wanted to have some sort of recognition for how well I was actually doing. Like, Hey, maybe your A1C is not great, but I know how hard this disease is. I know it's so much work and here's what you can do to, you know, work towards a goal to celebrate those small wins. And here's what we can do to get it a little bit better, but you're doing so good just by, you know, all of the hard work you're putting in and all of the effort. And that's what I really felt like I wanted for so long is just someone to acknowledge how hard it is to balance and manage and, I don't know if you can relate to that, but no, that's just something that's been that I was just thinking about. And I don't know if I'll ever not feel nervous at an, at the time of my endo. Maybe if I, if I had like an A1C that I could do from home, which I know that they make those, I don't know how accurate they are, but maybe that would like make my nerves a little bit less. But I also feel like if I had that, I would just... Yeah, maybe I think that's one of my things in life is just learning to let go of any sort of perfectionism and really not be so hard on myself, you know? I think that's one of my lessons in in this human experience, but I hope that you guys have had a fabulous week so far and happy Thursday. I wanted to let you know about my my ebook. I, I don't know if you've downloaded it before. The my ebook is called How to Lose Weight with Type 1 Diabetes. But I'm so excited because I just gave it a like a makeover, a complete makeover. I updated the ebook. And the best part is that I added an audio training to it. So you don't even have to sit and read the ebook if you don't want to. You can just listen to the audio training while you're driving, while you're on, on a walk, while you are at the gym. And the audio training is 23 minutes and it gives you 12 simple steps to lose fat with type 1 diabetes and start achieving your fitness goals with type 1 diabetes. And even if you read the ebook like a long time ago, this audio training might be kind of like a fun little refresher because it really does go into detail and it's a fun little listen. So I think you're going to love it. And even if you haven't previously downloaded my ebook you can download it now for free if you want to lose fat with type 1 diabetes if that is one of your goals then you'll get the audio training and the ebook both of them just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash type 1 and let me know what you think about it if you take a screenshot of it take a screenshot while you're out on your walk if you're listening to the audio and tag me on instagram let me know what you think i'd love to know even if you listen to it or read it before and you listen to the audio training and you like it, I would love to know what you think. And on a side note, I, my blood sugars have been absolutely insane today. Like 
such a roller coaster and I the annoying part is I don't know if it's accurate because they've been so like like I woke up with my blood sugar of 55 and then all of a sudden it went up to like a 135 and going up super fast and then it would like blank out and then I lost it for an hour and then when it came back it was like in range but I felt low and then it was like high and then low and it was like jumping all over the place and the weirdest part is so I took the battery out of my meter and I put it in my food scale last night because I was running low on batteries I needed an extra one and I was weighing something so I was like oh I'll just use my glucometer one and so the food, my food scale works, but then when I put the battery into my meter, my it doesn't work for my meter. And then I put it back into my food scale, my food scale worked. So needless to say, I don't have any extra batteries and my blood sugar is riding at a 132 right now. And I'm like, is it 132 though? Or is it not? Like, I just don't know. But that is basically the update for today. And I hope that you are having a much smoother little go than I am. Anyways, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. I'm really excited to share this episode with you because I am going to be sharing 10 things that I have learned over the past few years of being a fitness coach. And it's weird because I don't, I really don't like to call myself a fitness coach because I feel like that it's just the the term is so saturated. Like I feel like everyone is a fitness coach and I don't like to label myself as anything because I feel like I'm just, I have so much more to offer than just coaching. Like if you are in any of my programs, then it's, it's, it's more, and I, and I don't want to call myself like a fitness guide or like, um, like, I don't even know what, what term to use. Like when people are like, Oh, are you a fitness coach? I'm like, mm, yes and no. Like I have fitness programs and I work with people, but there it's just there's more to it so I don't like to label like put myself in any sort of box but I didn't know what else to call this episode so we're it's basically 10 things that I've learned over the last few years of being involved in the fitness industry and working with other people and so that's what I'm going to be sharing today and I think that you are going to learn a lot, whether you are just starting your fitness journey or whether you have been in it for a while and you might be able to relate to a lot of the things that I'm going to be talking about today, or you'll be able to at least take away something that you didn't know before or that will help you along your own fitness journey. So before further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. All right, so the first thing is all about diet. Diet is the fundamental of really your overall goals and having obviously type 1 diabetes, as you know, it's like you automatically are just kind of thrown into knowing things about nutrition that other people probably don't from a very young age because you're, you've been taught to count your carbs and just be more mindful about the things that you're eating. So the number one thing is just that nutrition is such a fundamental to your goals and you can have a crappy diet and still lose weight as long as you're maintaining a calorie deficit, which is something that just 
blew my mind because when I was growing up, I was homeschooled. We had a huge garden outside of our house and we would pick our own vegetables and my family was very health conscious. And so I was brought up to always eat whole foods and I also thought, like I, from a very young age, I believed that eating healthy was the only way that you were going to be able to achieve your fitness goals and you were only going to be able to lose weight if you were eating really healthy food and sticking to a certain diet and so I kind of just thought this for the longest time and then when I learned like hey it's all about energy balance and you can lose weight eating whatever kind of foods you want I was mind blown (laughs) so that is one thing that just in you can look at it is in a more of like a freeing way too. Like, hey, I don't need to stick to eating any any kind of strict diet in order to achieve my goals. I just have to be aware of how many calories I'm consuming. So that is one of the ver- the number one things. And then also like you can have a solid workout plan and you can be trying to build muscle, but if you're not fueling your body properly, if you're not eating enough food every single day, then you're not going to get as big as you could. You're not going to be able to build muscle effectively. And so this is one big thing too. And And it's just, it's such a crazy thing to think about how the fuel that we are, are, that we are giving our, our bodies, that we're nourishing ourselves with, it makes such a difference in terms of like what kind of physical goal you are trying to achieve. And that being said too, like different kinds of food will matter a lot to keep your hormones balanced, to preserve lean muscle mass, the amount of macros and micros that you're consuming. And a diet really needs to be looked at individually because nobody is built the same. Our lifestyles are different. Our training is probably going to be different. There's so many different things and our blood sugars are going to be affected by different foods. And so Obviously, I'm not a dietitian, so I can't just write up a meal plan and tell you this is what you need to be eating. But you know what? I'm okay with that because I don't want to tell you what to eat. And if you're anything like me, when someone tells me what to do or that I need to be doing something a certain way, like I, it is so hard for me to do that. I'm, I, I so crave just having freedom. And here's what I do know. I do know that your body needs a minimum amount of fat every single day in order to keep your hormones balanced. And I learned that the hard way when I was restricting food and my hair broke off because I just was not consuming the right amount of nutrients every single day. And I do know that your body needs a minimum amount of protein. And a lot of us are consuming a lot less protein than we should be every single day. And I know that when you consume the right amount of calories every single day for your body individually, you can achieve your goals and your body adapts to the amount of food that you're consuming every single day. And so this is just something to keep in mind of, especially if your goal is to lose fat. And if you are eating the right foods that you enjoy, if you're eating the things that you love, you are going to be able to achieve your goal. Because if you're not eating the foods that you enjoy, if you're trying to stick to some cookie cutter diet plan, then you're not going to achieve your goals because it just won't be sustainable enough for you to stick to in the long term. And consistency is such an important part of fitness. And it's important that whatever diet you are eating, whatever kind of food that you are filling up on every single day, it has to be something that you could see yourself eating for years. It needs to be more of a lifestyle change, not just another diet plan, because that is when you're going to get the best results in the long term. 
And so I don't need to tell you what to eat, nor do I want to, because when you can learn to balance your energy intake, you can transform your body completely. And this is something that is totally in your control. And there's really no one size fits all approach to nutrition. And so this is why it's just so important to really look at ourselves individually and first figure out like what kinds of things that you enjoy eating and what kind of food keeps your blood sugar more stable. And my question for you is, do you know how many calories, how much protein, fat, and carbs your body needs individually in order to achieve your physical goal? And do you even know, do you know what foods you like to eat or have you spent so much time trying to avoid certain foods that you're kind of just feeling stuck in this place of not really knowing what to eat in the first place? Maybe you've developed this fear of food because every single diet you've tried in the past just has not worked for you. This is how I felt for so many years, for such a long time. I was like, I've already tried all the diets and all the things. What is there left for me to eat? Like, what do I do? But it's important to remember that what got you here won't get you there. And so sometimes it's just about finding someone that you trust, someone who's one step ahead of you and just being okay with asking for help if you need it. And that's kind of where I got. I got to a point when I was like, all right, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to learn everything I can and I'm going to work with the best people in the industry to learn everything that I can possibly know in order to achieve my goals. And then by knowing that I can better serve the people that I work with. And so recently, so long story short, I, I'm still working with my coach and the other day he told me to gain seven pounds. That's the new goal. We're going to be gaining weight. And honestly, I have to be honest, that is not a goal that I would have willingly set for myself. And so it just shows that sometimes we can't always see the things that are actually going to help us get to the next level on our own. And sometimes just having someone in your corner to give you the little push or like little bits of advice that will help you achieve your goals and get to the next level is so beneficial. And whatever that looks like, I mean, just maybe having a friend or someone who's one step ahead of you, maybe it's a resource maybe it's listening to this podcast, whatever it is, just having some sort of information that can help guide you along the way that can be so helpful because what it comes down to, it's not, you could know a million different things about food, about nutrition, about how they affect your blood sugars. You could know all of the things, but what makes all the difference is when you apply everything. Because once you start doing, you figure out what works and what doesn't. And it's such a learning experience. And this is said so many times, but it's really the truth. It's like clarity follows action. And so when you take action and you start trying different things and you start eating different foods and figuring it out, that is when you're really going to propel yourself forward and start getting the results that you want. So it's just about starting somewhere, but diet in its own, your diet, what you're eating every single day, how you're fueling your body is really going to be the foundation that builds everything else up. And when you have a strong foundation, then you can essentially build any sort of beautiful, amazing mansion on top of that. So diet is number one. And the second thing, number two is exercise. So for years and years, I would always hit the gym. I never had a solid plan. I would do some cardio. I would lift weights randomly. I never really paid attention to what I was doing on any given day. I would just hit the gym, 
and do whatever workout I really felt like doing. Because, and it wasn't that I didn't want to do, to have a routine. I just didn't have the knowledge that that was actually going to help me. And so for years, that's what I did. And for years, I never saw any results. I would go to different classes. I would try out just everything. I even had a personal trainer at one point and we would do training classes in the park, but it was, it never got me the results that I wanted. And so I always kind of just, you know, would be like, why? Like what, what's wrong? And there's, there's a key to your exercise. And this is because your body does adapt to the exercise that you're doing, just like it adapts to the food that you're eating. And so it's important that you are creating change. And one thing that a lot of people will say is that, you know, there's that you have to do this exercise plan or like this one thing, this is what's going to get you results. But I don't necessarily see that to be true. I think that you need to first of all be doing something that you enjoy because exercise shouldn't feel like a chore. And I've seen people, amazing dancers who have amazing bodies and people who do CrossFit, like they are fit. I see, you know, bodybuilders, which is kind of the area that I do. (laughs) But then I see all of these different kinds of people who do different sorts of exercises and they look good, they're fit, they're healthy. And so I don't think that there's just like a one one way of doing something. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. Now, the reason that I, all of my programs are focused more so on the like bodybuilding background and having like strength training incorporated is because that is what worked for me after years of just kind of trying a million different things and not really getting the results that I wanted. That was what I put all of my focus and attention to. And that's what got me the results. But just because I do that doesn't mean that something else isn't going to be just as beneficial. It's just not what I have experience in. So the most important thing that you want to know when you are exercising is that your body does adapt to whatever you're doing. And so it's important that you are creating change and change in the gym, change with your exercises, that you're increasing your volume because when there's no change and you're not facilitating the change needed, then you're not going to be getting the results that you want. And so that's just the number one thing and that's what I didn't know for so long and that's why I never saw the results that I wanted. And so it's also important that you're not program hopping, (laughs) that you don't try one program for like a couple weeks and then you switch it up to something else and you do that for a month. It's important that you, whatever you focus on, whatever you enjoy, you stick to that for a while, like say four months. I'm going to stick to this one thing for four months and see the results that I get because when you're going to be constantly like jumping from one program to another, hoping that you're suddenly going to start getting the results that you want, the body doesn't work that way. So you really need to give it time because you, your body needs to really just benefit from what you're doing. And it, when you don't give it enough time, you're not allowing the chance to even get any results at all. So that is just the one of the number one things that I do see a lot of the time people doing is just hopping from one thing to another. And so really making it a priority to focus and stick to whatever you have picked for yourself is really going to make all the difference. So have you been jumping around or do you have a set program that you follow? And if not, you might want to think about finding a program and sticking to it for at least four months and really making sure that you are creating change when you're hitting the gym. Number three is that it takes 
a long time. It takes time. And it it's one of these things, it's such a it's such a crazy thing because it takes so much time and consistent effort in order to start seeing all of your hard work pay off. And this can be really discouraging to so many people, but it's important to remember that it's not like you didn't, if whatever result you are working after, like however you say you want to lose fat, you didn't gain all of the fat just like that, you know, it didn't happen overnight. So you're not going to lose it overnight. And when you put in the consistent effort over and over and over and over again, you are going to get the results that you want, but it's going to probably take a little bit longer than you hoped from the beginning. And so that's just another reason why it's important to not only have a a diet that you enjoy eating, but that you also are following an exercise plan that you enjoy because it's going to take some time to get there. So you really need to be finding joy in your journey along the way. And listen, when you do achieve your goal, whether that's in six months or one year from now, when you do get there, are you going to look back at your journey once you do achieve the body of your dreams? Are you going to look back and and say, that took way too long? Like, oh, I really wish that I hadn't put in all of that hard work and effort because it took me a year to finally look the way that I wanted. Like, no, that, that sounds so silly, doesn't it? Like, you're not going to look back and think that it was such a mistake and that it took way too long. So, however long it takes, I assure you, like you are going to get there and it's important to just remember that. Remember that it takes time and that even when you don't see progress, it does not mean that you're not making progress. So the important thing is that you don't give up because you will get there eventually. And when you do, you're not going to look back and think that it took way too long. Number four is mindset. And this is something that I feel like is not really, it's not talked about enough in the fitness industry and there's not enough emphasis on mindset because it's not really that sexy, right? (laughs) Like nobody wants to buy a counseling session when they buy a fitness plan. That's just not really like top of mind. You're buying a fitness plan because you're hoping it's going to get your results. That's it, right? Like you want to look better, you want to feel better, and so that's what you're doing. And here's the thing, even if this plan is tailored to you, it's customized to your lifestyle, to your body, and all of the things, it's still up to you to get the results. And if your mindset isn't in the right place, then it's going to be really hard for you to get results. Like, bottom line, you're not going to get any results at all. And to be completely honest, mindset can sometimes be the hardest part of it all, but it's also the most important thing. And there's so many, there can be so many limiting beliefs. Like, were you told at one point that you couldn't lose weight because you have diabetes or maybe you couldn't build muscle because you have diabetes? Like whatever it is. There's things that I think are often told to us at a very young age that we kind of just hold onto in our later life. And these things sometimes become facts. And when we hold onto these things, it can make it a lot harder to achieve the goals that we want. And why are you holding on to these limiting beliefs if they're not serving you? 
you know? <laughs> like, I think we have to be so willing to let these things go and just write a new truth for ourselves, write a new belief. And by becoming more aware of these things that are holding us back, maybe they've become a fact, maybe they're just something that someone said to us, when we can become more aware of them, when you can really become aware of these things, in your life, that is the first step. Because when you become more aware of these areas and you can acknowledge them, that is the only way that you'll be able to let them go and that you'll be able to change. So that can be such an important factor. And I don't know if you've ever, like for me, when I think back about my fitness journey, one of the hardest parts about mindset was just letting go of all of these beliefs I had around my diet and around my exercise and the things that I thought were true for so long that were actually holding me back from achieving the results that I wanted. Like I thought that I had to go hard or go home, that I had to spend hours in the gym, that more exercise was better. I had all of these beliefs that were really limiting my overall potential, but I didn't know any better. There were just things that I had picked up along the years and it was really hard for me to let them go. So even when I learned a new way of doing things when I knew that I had to allow my body to properly rest and recover, it was still hard for me to do it because I was so used to just doing things a different way. But I knew that the only way to get the results that I wanted was to let go and really do something different because what got you here will not get you there. I think that's just such an important thing to remember. So if you could ask yourself anything right now, like what kind of limiting beliefs are you holding on to that are potentially getting in the way of you achieving your goal. So that's just something to think about. And moving on to number five is all about belief. So this kind of goes in conjunction with the whole mindset piece, but people, okay, people always say, this is one thing that I heard a million times, that you have to believe in yourself in order to get results. And you know what? I don't actually agree with this necessarily because I believe that you have to be willing to do whatever it takes, that you have to be open to possibility and that you have to be willing to never give up, but you don't necessarily have to believe in yourself because when you do something that you've never done before, chances are you might not believe in yourself at first. Like if it's something that is new to you, you don't really know if you're going to be able to do it or not. You might question your ability, but as you gain experience, as you push the limits, you suddenly realize what you're capable of. And that's how you start to build confidence. And what sets those who achieve successful results apart from those who don't isn't that they believe in themselves. It's that they do the work regardless of what they believe and that they never give up. And if you're thinking for a second, well, I really want to have six pack abs, but I take all of these injections and I just don't know that it's going to be possible for me. If this is something that you've been thinking, I want you to really question that belief that you have. Because when you look at Susie on IG, tell me why, why does Susie on IG have six pack abs with diabetes? And you can't tell me it's genetics because she has side-by-side -side pictures of herself from way back when, when she weighed like 20 pounds more to now. So it's not genetic. So what part of you doesn't want this? I think that is one thing that 
is helpful to even think about. It's like when we are having these limiting beliefs about what we can and can't achieve, it's like what part of you doesn't actually want this? And you could be thinking right now, but Tasha, I want this so bad. Like I've wanted to lose weight and look lean and toned for so long. I want this so bad. There's no part of me that doesn't want it. But when you look at the reality, it's like, well, how many things have you tried in the past that have that have failed? They haven't worked for you. And maybe the thought of sticking to another diet and really limiting limiting foods and restricting foods, maybe you think about that and you just think like, I don't really want to go through that again. I don't want to go through another restrictive diet and just have it not work out in the end. But when you are open to the idea of possibility and the idea that there's another way to achieve the goal that you want, that you don't have to be restrictive and you don't have to restrict yourself from foods that you love, then it really opens up so many more doors for you. It opens up so much more potential. And so that's what I want you to think about right now. Like if there's a certain part of you that really doesn't want this, that doesn't want to spend hours in the gym or, you know, that is like kind of holding yourself back. Maybe it has to do with injections. Maybe you don't want to switch up your sight spots. Maybe you like having your sight on your stomach, like whatever it is, what part of you doesn't really want this? Because once you can identify that, you can find another way and you can still get the results that you want. Like there's so many endless possibilities. And just because you haven't, you've done something before that hasn't worked doesn't mean that there's not another way in order to achieve the goal that you want. And so just really first identifying what it is that you don't want will help you to pave the way to find a path that is going to work for you and that is going to make it so that you can have successful results in the long term. And number six is rest and recovery. So this is also something that is a little bit overlooked in the fitness industry, I think, because coming from my background of just really thinking that I had to be sore and I had to go hard, you know, people don't don't say to you after you've had like a workout and, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm not sore, I'm whatever, like didn't really sweat. And then they're like, okay, <laughs> like, did you even work out? But if you have, if you had like a strenuous workout and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sore today. I can't even sit down. People are going to be like, yeah. And so I always came from the notion of like, I had to just really beat myself up in order to get good results. But that is so untrue. And so it's really important that you are allowing your body to have proper rest and recovery in order to achieve the results that you want. And the whole point is to really limit the amount of stress that is applied on your body and life can be so stressful like in general there's work there's financial stress there's relationships there's all of these things and so the most important thing is that you're listening to your body and that you're giving your body a break when you need to so unapologetically like you don't need to be doing all the things and when you can really implement more recovery into your routine you are going to find that just by limiting the amount of stress that's applied on your body even outside of the gym that you are really going to effectively achieve your goals so much faster no matter what it is because you're really going to be taking that time for recovery for your body which is so 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 crucial so if you've fallen into the mainstream mentality of hustle, do more, go hard or go home, then this is your this is a sign to really look at ways that you can implement a little bit more rest into your routine and still be able to get the results that you want and still feel good about your workouts. 
Number seven is that there's no right or wrong way. And I think this is such a big thing because when we look at what we're doing and where we're at, it can be so easy to just kind of lose ourselves in the process. Like instead of looking at at things that we enjoy, we spend so much time trying to figure out what everyone else is doing and trying to find the right way, the right diet, the best diet, the best workout plan, and all of these things. And then we kind of just lose what it is that we actually enjoy doing in the process. And so when you can come from a place of just knowing that there's no right or wrong, there's just what's right or wrong for you, then that hopefully is going to just give you so much more empowerment to find a plan that works, to find something that you can stick to in the long term and that you can stay consistent with, with, because when you are consistent, you are really going to find that you can get results so much faster because it does take a lot of time and consistent effort, no matter what it is that you are doing, those are two of the key things. And so just knowing that there's no right or wrong is really going to open up a lot more doors for you to figure out like what is going to be the right thing for you. And that brings us into balance. So balance is number eight and balance is such a personal thing. And this is just also something that I think our in our mainstream society, it can be looked at like we can often people can judge are and you know maybe even I've done it in the past I think that I am a lot more critical on myself and I tend to judge myself but when you look at at balance as a whole it's like you might find that someone comes up to you and they say like I could never eat that like I could never eat how you eat or I'm sure just having type 1 diabetes you've had people that have said like oh my god I could never <laughs> like I could never give myself needles but that that's a whole, a whole other thing but you know how people will look at you and they'll say like I could never do that or I could never weigh my food how you're weighing it or I could never I could never work out that much or maybe sometimes people will say like Oh, you're only working out four days a week. Like I work out seven days a week. <laughs> and to be honest, I do. I only work out four days a week. And so I, I think it's important that instead of just like com not even comparing, but just instead of like looking at balance as some, some like thing that is the same for everyone, it just being okay with it being such a personal thing because for me I work out four days a week I weigh my food I track my food it that that shit isn't hard for me like I do that every single day to the most part I find that it helps me control my blood sugars I don't find it like a chore at all and I enjoy it I enjoy lifting weights in the gym I go for walks during the day that's how I feel balanced and for someone else they could look at that and they could say oh my god I could never track my food every single day and I I could only work out like three days a week or someone else might say I in order to feel fully balanced and alive and just good I have to work out seven days a week you know like everyone is going to be a little bit different and so I think it's important to just realize that this and find what works for you and realize that what works for you might not work for someone else. Like what makes you feel most balanced is not going to make someone else feel balanced. And that being said too, 
is like, I used to think that balance was one of these things that you did the same thing every single day. And it was like this thing that this, this, this is how you do it and this is what's going to create balance in your life. If you can have eight hours of sleep every single night and you can meditate for X amount of time and then you do this and then you do this and you can fit in all of these things, but that's not balance. Balance to me isn't a day-by-day thing. Balance to me is like how I'm feeling in the moment. Like if I need to sleep in a little bit more to feel more balanced, then I meditate for a little bit less. And then I do, maybe instead of going for the gym to the gym one day, I go for a long walk because that's how my body's feeling. Like balance to me is how I'm feeling on a day-to-day basis in that moment. And I think it's important to just kind of look at your own schedule and really feel out what balance means to you because it's going to look a lot different for everyone and that's okay. And not everyone needs to go to the gym six days a week. Sometimes people can go to the gym three days a week and that is totally fine. So filing, finding balance is such an important thing because when if, if I had a workout plan where I was working out seven days a week because that's what someone thought was going to be good for me because that's what worked for them. Like that would not work for me. And so it's important to really know that balance is such a personal thing and to really find what works best for you. And number nine is that fat loss is not linear. So comparing your fat loss progress by the number you see on the scale is really going to make you feel defeated. And it's going to be hard because your weight fluctuates on a daily basis for a number of different reasons, and this is completely normal. And so the scale should only be used as a tool to help gauge your overall progress, and it does not determine your fat loss progress at all. Because if you look at your average weight on a weekly basis, like you're probably going to find that it's it, it fluctuates. And when you're you're trying to lose fat, there's so many little things like, you know, you could be eating a lot of carbs one day and then find that you weigh more the next day because your glycogen stores are just going to be so much more full and that's normal. And so it's important to not freak out when you weigh a little bit more and just know that when you are putting in the time and the consistent effort, like your, your results over a longer period of time are what's going to matter. Not so much like on a day-to-day basis because again fat loss is not linear and that's one thing that I used to get stuck on when back in the day when I was first starting to get into fitness and I was trying to lose weight and I was using the scale and I would just feel so defeated so it's important to remember that fat loss is not linear and and just don't base your progress on the scale because that's one thing that I see a lot of people doing and it can be really defeating. Coming from experience, it can be such a defeating thing. So just know that no matter who you are and you're trying to lose fat, it's not going to be linear. Number 10 is comparing your progress, your diet and your workout plan to someone else's will only hinder your progress and your success at the end of the day. So. You might run into someone who is who says, I eat chicken and sweet potatoes. And it's like, that's cool because my blood sugars don't always do great with sweet potatoes. Like if I eat Japanese sweet potatoes, you're gonna bet my blood sugars will be slowly climbing. And then you might run into someone who says, I don't eat pizza, I don't eat dairy, I don't eat any carbs at all. I eat 30, or they might say like, I eat 30 grams of carbs per day and that is the way to do it. 
And it's like, all right, because I tried that, that doesn't work for me either. And then you might even run into someone you might see this person who's flaunting their abs and their biceps on Instagram they're, and they're holding a slice of pizza and the caption says, I eat donuts and pizza, look at me kind of thing, right? And honestly, guys, like it's not about sticking to any set diet. Your body doesn't technically know the difference from a donut or an apple. <laughs> so it's important that you're not comparing your progress to anyone else's or your diet or your workout plan and that you're just focusing on yourself. And how do you feel? Are you enjoying the foods that you love and are you still able to enjoy and live your life and be social with your friends? Like, are you able to do that or are you restricting foods and are you kind of isolating yourself because you feel like you are trying to stick to a certain diet in order to achieve your goals and or are you doing all of these things but you're beating yourself up because Susie over here is eating pizza on Instagram with abs and you're over here eating pizza but you're you haven't lost a single pound <laughs> like I think it's important to just know that someone might might find eating 30 grams of carbs per day works well for them but that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you whereas sometimes someone might find eating 300 grams of carbs per day works great for them but that might not work for you either and so instead of trying to copy what worked for someone else just focus on finding what works best for you and what keeps your blood sugars more stable. And it's not necessarily going to be super easy. It takes a bit of time. The process can be simple, but it takes a lot of awareness and a lot of trial and error, but just becoming more aware of what you're doing and how many calories you're consuming every single day will really help you achieve your goals and keep your blood sugar stable in the process and not beating yourself up because you're you can't follow a diet that someone else is following, you know? And just remember that just because Susie over here lost 10 pounds eating pizza doesn't mean that you will, and that's okay. But it doesn't mean that you won't get there. And just because you don't notice progress right away does not mean that you're not making progress and you are still going to achieve your goals no matter how long it takes. And so it's important to, again, just figure out what works for you. And sometimes it can just be going back to the balance thing and figuring out like, once you know how much food your body needs individually, then you can kind of figure out like what what kind of foods you enjoy eating. Maybe it means you have a slice of pizza one day and you eat like whatever, a salad the next day, but that you're finding a balance that works for you and that you're not comparing your, your diet or what you're doing or your overall progress at the end of the day to anyone else's, even Susie on Instagram, okay? All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that there was a little takeaway, a little tidbit of inspiration or something that motivated you to just feel better about wherever you're at currently and feel better about where you're headed and achieving your goals because no matter where you you are, no matter where you're at, you're, you will get there, 110% you will. The most important thing is that you don't give up. 
And to get started, if you want to, if losing fat is one of your goals, then be sure to check out my brand new audio training, How to Lose Weight with Type 1 Diabetes. Just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash type one, and you can download both for free. The ebook and the audio training you can download for free. And I'll also link to this in the show notes. And guys, thank you times a million for tuning in today because it really does mean the world to spend this time with you every single week and I'm just so grateful for you and if you haven't already done so please do take a couple seconds to leave me a five-star review and subscribe to this podcast because it'll really ensure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes and when you do take the time to subscribe and leave me a review it really does ensure that this message gets to reaches more people it just expands the the reach of this podcast so that more people can find this information and so if you haven't already done so please do take a couple seconds to do that it means the world and i just wanted to say thank you and i'll talk to you same time next week love you